Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
Hello everyone and welcome to Straight White Whale. My name is Darren Connell, this is my podcast and this is episode 75. I uh, hope you enjoyed that good tune there. It was a wee tip of the hat to our new guest today. Before we get into it, we need to do some ad reads. Mikey, are you alright sitting there? I'm fine, I'll sit here. As I try to be professional. You be professional and I'll, I'll just sit and be professional as well, mate. And I try to do this ad read yeah. without having a spasm or something. On you go, mate. Take it away. Best, best ad reads in the game. <laughs> Nine days a week. Big pop pump. Oh, I got freaks nine days a week. <laughs> Do you see that, Paul? Pure solid. Anyway, Merchant City Medical. Merchant City Medical are an amazing company based in Glasgow that do hair transplants. I've used them for a hair transplant a couple of years ago. Good people working in that business. If you are male or female and you're worried about losing hair, get in touch with Merchant City Medical. Their details will pop up on the screen. A picture of me will pop up on the screen as well and you'll see the amazing work that they do. If you're self-conscious about losing your hair or anything like that, just phone Merchant City Medical, go in for a free checkup. Free checkup, it won't cost you anything. Get some advice. You don't even really need to get a hair transplant. There's other options available. You can get these injections into your scalp and all that type of stuff. I went for a full hair transplant because I'm mental. You know what I mean, Mikey? Absolutely know. mental. Nine days a week, freaks. No wonder we keep getting cancelled <laughs> ads on this. So, if you're worried about losing your hair, get in touch with them. I paid 500 pounds. Paul, you're distracting me, baby. Come on. Oh, big pop pump. <laughs> so you pay £500 deposit and then you can pay the rest up over monthly instalments. That's what I did. Uh, I've said this before as well. A lot of people think hair loss is just a male thing. Females can lose their hair as well. I never actually knew that. So they've got stuff available. If you're a girl and you're losing your hair, get in touch with them. So thank you very much, Merchant City Medical, for sponsoring the podcast. You're a bunch of legends. And Paul, I've got some sad news. You're no gay. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Been planning my attack for last year. <laughs> I'm kidding. What's the sad news? Um, I'll get back to that in a minute, by the way. Don't, don't think I won't ever forget what you said there. That's locked in my mind, mate. Episode 75, I'll be like that in episode 400. Remember that time you called me, yeah? <laughs> anyway, I'm Michael Burns, Lamb Solutions Limited. He's not going to sponsor the podcast anymore. What? One more podcast. One more tune. Podcast. <laughs> One more. <laughs> What's happened? He's just too busy. Too busy, he's got too much work on. And I'm glad that we've been able to help a small business owner get work to the point that um he's had to stop sponsoring us i'm still aware that mikey's just sitting in the corner i feel like i'm at my nut i'm like oh <laughs> fucking mikey motions here man i'm talking shit about michael burns at lamb solutions limited a guy that went to my school back in the day and we used to get mad way at full ekies and all that mikey and now michael burns is like he's got a family and all that and so what lamb solutions that's his business he's a tradesman and he does kitchens, right. uh, handyman work, right. bathroom fitting. I thought it might have been like a butcher or something. Mate, you, you're not the only person that said that. Aye. And now he's went on with his life, he's got a family, even though we used to take like Ket and all that back Everybody in the day. Everybody grows up, mate. Everybody needs no to. No me, mate. Well, I'm Peter Pan, I mate. Die. Basically, you know, him and Darren used to sesh. And he uh, got his family and fucked off. Now he's sponsored the podcast and we've enabled him to make all this business and he's just fucking off, mate. Again. You, have you got abandonment issues, Dom? Aye. Shocking. Aye. Why did you call me gay? Because <laughs> I fancy you. Nah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because I constantly talk about something? something <laughs> Might have something to do with it, I don't know. <laughs> no, but look, before we get into it, Mikey, I just want to thank Michael Burns for helping us with the podcast. It does genuinely mean a lot, mate. Thank you Aye. for the sponsorship. It went a long way in 
I'm glad. I'm getting emotional here, mate. <laughs> I'm getting emotional, man. I feel like I'm in a part four in the morning in a house party. Passes you make. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, it means a lot. And if you own businesses, if there's anybody that listens to the podcast and you want some help, get in touch with us and we'll help you out. Best ad reads in the game, mate. Will you actually get a better ad than that? No. <clears throat> I think. Pop, pop. Do you know who Big Papa Pump is? Was that a wrestler? Aye. Was that in WWF back in the day? Yes, he was in there for a short period of time. Aye. Scott Steiner. Right, so it was WCW. Mm-hmm. Right. Aye. You know your wrestlers. Aye. I used to, I actually used to love wrestling. Mm-hmm. I did, mate. Like, all the figures and Jake the Snake. Remember Jake the Snake? Oh, fuck yes. Jake the Snake, Jake Roberts. the Snake Roberts. Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. And then the wrestling come back out. It never went away, but you kind of stopped liking it. And then remember 1999, the Attitude Era. Yes. DX, Suck It, Stone Cold, Stunner, <laughs> all that. That was all brilliant for a couple of years. Ah, you, I, you, I, you, you tapped it when we were fucking watching Doink the Clown. And like, aye, aye. I was the same. That's aye. literally the same story as me, mate. Aye. aye. Um, there was a lot of nonsense. By the way, for people that are listening to the podcast, Mikey Collins, but your stage name is Mikey Motion, yep. is a very funny stand-up comedian in Glasgow that I've gigged with a number of times. He's a good lad, and I thought with um, you've done the funny bunch twice, and yep. I've I've gigged for you as well. Um, I just thought I would get you on the podcast and have a chat with me and Paul, mate. Thank you. Shine a light on it's your bra. Privilege. Happy to be here. Who was your favourite wrestler? My favourite wrestler? Aye, for both eras. And we'll, we'll, we'll get in the room. Uh, what age are you, by the way? I'm 36. Right, so I'm 39. Right. And Darren, what, you're 35? 35. Aye. So we're all almost the same sort of thing. I think Aye. that's why the story's the same of, like, I was the same. Hulk Hogan, the Rockers. The Rockers? The, Bri the, British, the British Bulldog. British, British Bulldog. He was my favourite. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I was like, nah, football. Aye. And then I Stone Cold come out and I was like, Aye, Stone I want Cold. to be racist. Aye. I'd probably say back in the day, I would say probably Jake the Snake. I he was your favourite? I, I don't know why. I don't know if it was because he had the snake. I had the, I had the, the wee figure and he had a wee, a wee snake. He used to pull his arm back and he would punch. I had, I had that. I'd probably say he was my favourite back then. But when it came back out in 1999, I'd probably say Mankind. Dude Love, Cactus Jack. I just loved all the characters they done. You kind of look like Dude Love a, a wee bit, bit, didn't I? Aye. With the hair and that. Also, like, there's a couple yeah. of things. You do look like you've had a hair transplant. I know. I was going to say that, mate. I was going to say, <laughs> by the way, this is, uh, my hair's fucking mental. I've had probably every haircut. <laughs> no, honestly, every haircut and every hairstyle you can imagine. And the only thing that I've no had and that I really, really want is an afro. <laughs> that, no, that, I'll never be able to, I'll never ever have an afro and that kills me because I would love it. I think they're cool as fuck. But I've had everything. I've had skinheads. I've had perms. I had a perm. <laughs> I did. I, I had a fucking, I had a perm for like two years and I had this character called Pat Noodle and I just, I worked in this fucking company and everybody Called me Pat Nido, and if he didn't, I would get, I would get raging. Amazing. Called me Pat. Pat. My name's Pat Nido, and that's Pern. Every haircut I have, it's like a fucking a new persona comes. And I think with this, I'm trying to. It's like nineties. I, I know it looks stupid as fuck, and I know it looks fucking <laughs> mental, but I don't know. It's just, I think like for me, she's like standing on stage doing stand up. I don't think I come come across well. I know I look fucking ten times better with a short backsides. I know I do. But me standing on stage talking about the stuff I talk about, I don't think it comes across well with, with a stupid haircut. It just seems more truthful. It's, it's like a mask. Aye, mate. When the actor prepares, I believe. Aye. I'm yeah. sure you'd have a field day with that, Paul. Paul's Who's a that? therapist. 
Aye, mate. I, I think I need to speak to you, mate. Psychoana- psychoanalytics are, are happening. See, Aye. when you came on in, in Sunday night, my missus literally turned around and was like, pure cunt's haircut's a belter. Did she, aye? Aye, but she's like, she likes Jota's mullet and all that. Right. So well, she, that's, that's she's, into cool. the, she's into the weird haircuts. Right, you know, right, I mean, right, I've right, got right. a short back and sides and she doesn't, she's not like pure, oh, I like your hair. Aye. But you came on, she's like, I like his hair, man. Oh, I like that, hair. that's fucking, what's your missus name again? Sean. Thanks, Sean. That, that means a lot. That does mean a lot, but I, I don't know. I think, like, for me, with haircuts and all that, I do take on these mad mental personas. Like, I done it, I had a moustache for about three years, and it took over my life. Like that film, Christine? Aye, like, the moustache was ru- ruling my life. Everything was about the moustache. What's that? What does that mean? Am I, am I fucked up? I don't know, mate. Like, are you meaning like a sort of psychologist sort of thing? Aye, like I know, like I, 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 I've obviously got all this shit happening in my life. I had mad shit happening, uh, but I made everything in life about my moustache. <laughs> well, I know, like for me, like I, I came for the. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I came. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if there's nothing wrong with somebody making their whole persona about their facial hair. Aye. Like I'm definitely in that fucking club. Aye. But I, I think like when I. I came for the scheme. Where did you come for? Canvas Lang, a scheme as well. What were one? It was aye, aye. aye. It was a bit of a scheme one. I aye. remember got. To, I went out with a bird for Canvas Lang, and I went down and we walked along uh, the main street. To get a main street. Canby Main Street. And somebody found out that my second name was Shields. Right. And so I don't know if there's a guy called Shields in Canvas Lang, right. but I was getting targeted apparently. Fuck. So I had to get the fuck out of Canvas Lang. Basically, I was like fifteen. So I'm a place, mate. So it is. But I so where I came from, I was very, very restricted in what I could wear, right? right. So when we went to school, this is pre-goffs. Mm-hmm. So like the golf started coming about after I left school, maybe about three or four years after I left school. So you could, there was a uniform, it was a tracksuit, the hat, yeah, and the bergos. Aye. And if you had anything other than a short back and side, you were a fucking freak of Aye. nature. So oh. as soon as I left school, mate, the hair was long Aye. and the beard came after I cut my hair. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely think I'm trying to sort of get away from the sort of neddy background. I grew up, I ned, I did, I grew up wearing all the clobber, doing all the neddy things, and that was the same. Like, if you had long hair, then people would call you gay. Nothing wrong with that. People would just, you were different. Here we've all sucked bangers, all right? Uh, Sorry for jumping in there. That's all right, mate. But I felt funnier. I also had a skinhead and a short back and sides, and then when I started getting a wee bit older, and then I, I always wanted long hair, but I just never ever had the boys to grow it. And then I just grew it, and then I've, I've my hair's actually done to there. See, like if you put it all down. Oh, is it? Aye, uh, my hair's dead long. And uh, I could never cut it now. I get the sides and the back shaved, but I could never, I could never cut it. You know what I mean? It's just gone for the mullet and the tash, man. That's, that's see, what I, 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 I did have a bit of a mullet <laughs> gone. The birds are loving that, mate. Back, back in the day, but there's a few... We Jack, shout out to We Jack Trainer. His mullets are, do you know We Jack? Yes. His mullets are topper. Aye. And uh, I think this is my thing. This is just 90s curtains. N- 90s boy band. Aye, that kind of. Stephen Gately. Ah, no. He was nah. the famous one with the, the curtains, was he not? Aye. See, I don't know. I'm trying Stephen to Gately's dad. Aye. So I'm going to say that. Look- <laughs> <laughs> so, somebody said I look like Tom Green. Did I go there? <laughs> like a fat Tom Green. And I'll take that. I'll take You're that. You're fat, mate. You kidding me? I'm not fat, mate. Is Tom Green not just a normal dude? No, he's not normal. Bad. Tom Green's mental, but he's, he's quite skinny. I'll tell you a funny story. The other night, we were sitting in the green room at the gig. Uh, the funny bunch was fantastic, by the oh, way. Yeah. For anybody that came, thank you so much for the support. Mikey was doing a spot, and we were sitting in the green room. And I was talking to Mikey. I wasn't talking to you like you're a wee guy. But I was like kind of talking to him like he was younger than me. And then I said to him, I was like, what age are you? Because you took, is it all right to say you've got a kid? Aye. Uh, you said your kid's 10. Aye. And in my head, I was like, ah, wait, what age are you? <laughs> and what age are you again? 36, 37 soon. Right, that blew my fucking mind. Aye. Because I, in my head, mate, I just thought... I was a wee guy. <laughs> I, I just thought, honestly thought you were... Because I'm 35. Aye. I thought you were in your 20s, Aye. mate. I, I'm not saying this in a funny way. I'm not saying you look older than you don't. You look 
probably the same age as me, right? But I've always kind of thought of you as like a kind of a bit of a big brothery vibe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm older than you. Do you know That's what I mean? That's mental, mate. Because I, I was like, I, you see when, like, thank you for saying that, by That's the way, so but boy. see when we're sitting, like, other comedians talk about comedians mm -hmm. and I'm like, I make emotions amazing. Yeah. Um, like, young, up-and-coming comedian, man, <laughs> coming through the ranks. He's doing well. Fucking cunts a year older than me. I was like, I don't know, mate. I think I've got something wrong with uh, right, But so, no, like, I was going to say, so if, if Mikey's the wee brother and Darren's the big brother, surely I'm daddy. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're daddy, yeah, mate. Yes, I love it. Did you like the joke on Sunday that fell on its arse? I said, Paul's my friend and he tells us when to eat. <laughs> all that stuff I think people were like I believe it like, <laughs> <laughs> felt funnier in my head um, I bet you're the daddy yeah, also that's a big fucking knee you've got there mate. that's alright now Paul's got um, a hole in his denims I don't know why I had to point that out I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. so Mikey let's yes. get let's get into this conversation you enjoyed um, Sunday. Aye, brilliant. Sunday went well. Aye. How many gigs have you done? Probably about just under 300, probably. Wow. Because we go, we go back. Aye. Like, see, before you did stand-up comedy, Aye. I've always known your face. Aye. Like, you did Scottish Vine. Mm -hmm. uh, no Scottish Aye. Vine, just Vine in Aye. general. Like, I always seen you on Vine. Aye. And then we always used to see each other cutting about. I know, mate. Like, in the tune and all that. Aye. Remember that time I was sitting having a coffee? Aye, mate. And yeah, you I walked past. Aye, and I was aye. Like, ah, if you're buzzing to see you, man. Aye. So I feel like I've known you. I think you were with, I think you were with Neil. Neil. That speaks to me, man. The wee man. Aye. Because he clocked you as well. He's like, aye. oh, no way. Aye. Yeah. No, it's, it's mad that I remember the vine thing. I remember always seeing you on it. And I was like, ah, he's fucking class, man. The just thought of a week and a it was like six seconds, wasn't it? Seven. Seven seconds to be funny. And I always had even before that had come out, I was always like uploading stuff to Bebo, Facebook and all that. And then that was just a cool wee hang to But yeah. I don't like, I I was shite on Vine. I had a couple of no bad ones. Mm -hmm. But aye, that's that's when I kinda remember always seeing you. Ah, it's just mad how um, things work out and Aye. that we've done gigs together mm -hmm. at the Freed Up events, Aye. the Sober Nights with yep. Donna Boyd. Yep. Donna's been Shout on the Donna. podcast before. But I, it's just uh, mad because you've had a couple of viral videos, um, more than one. Aye. And were you, see before you did stand-up comedy, mm -hmm. you were in the DJ circuit, weren't you? Aye. I still am, um, but I for years and years, I was like 17 to um, 36 now, so I, I can't count, a long time ago anyway. Aye. Uh, I done that, I was like playing happy hardcore rave music, playing all the raves, just all the country, and started going abroad and doing that as well. Brilliant. So it was, what was your DJ name? Mikey Motion. Oh, was it? Aye, mate. Uh, started nice. off as Mick Collins. That's what the, my name would be on flyers, and it would be Mick Collins. Sounds then. like a bare-knuckle boxer. I know, mate, didn't it? That was my, uh, that was my hard name, like my Neddy name for school. Aye. Mick Collins. And then, Is that uh, what you went for doing the scheme, Mick? Mick, aye. Uh, aye. Some people still call me Mick. Wee Mick it was, wee Mick. Wee Mick. Or in my case, young Mick. Ah, uh, young Mick. Aye. Are you older than you? Uh, <laughs> aye. <laughs> aye, mate. Um, I still, I still, I still DJ. That's what I get asked all the time, though. Everywhere, right? I, I'm move, moving back to my the scheme I grew up in, and I was standing at the shops in Whitlerburn for five to ten minutes waiting on a taxi, and about twenty people asked me, and I'm not even exaggerating. Like, still doing a DJing, Mikey boy. Do you know what I mean? Everybody Aye. asked me all the time, but that's the first thing. You still doing the DJing, but the day all this and all that, like still doing all the, <laughs> still doing all the DJing. I'm like, hi, calm down, man. But I'm on jiving. 
Aye, raving and all that. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do any illegal raves? Aye. Were they aye. mental? Aye. Aye, loads, man. Fucking just decks and fields and all that, and fucking <laughs> we abandoned places and shit like that. But I was kind of lucky. I didn't need to really do a lot of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, when I got my decks and I was like eleven, I was right into hip hop. That was my thing. Like, I, I literally thought I was black. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to be. I really did. Like that was hip hop was my that was my fucking life. Yeah. All the CDs, everybody, NWA, uh, Tupac, Dre, all the West Coast stuff. And I just wanted to get a set of decks and eventually one day I went in and I'd been begging my mom and dad for fucking about a full year. I didn't even know what it really was, decks, but I just, I saw this video, uh, it was a guy scratching and I was like, oh, I want to do that. And I would ask and then one day I went in for school, it was like, I just coming into the summer and it was a full set of decks lying on my bed with all the records and I was like, oh, fuck man. And then from there, just started like making tapes, taking them into school and Started getting a wee bit of a name, and then my mum bought me a big PA system, set of speakers, and a big amp to do my wee brother's birthday party. And uh, I, man, like, for then on, other people in the scheme started like, booking us to do like, their, I was only fucking like 12 or 13, but older ones were booking me to do their like, 18ths and 21sts, and then just kept doing that, and then started getting into clubs and doing it like our chaos, and Everywhere, all the top clubs in the town, done all them, and then started getting booked for raves down south, like the proper hardcore raves, like the big events, and it was fucking brilliant. Amazing, Mental. man. Did you ever do the place in Coat Bridge? I, um, fuck, what was that called? Uh, I've done a few places up there. There's one, it's, remember, like, it's, like an indu- it's almost like an industrial estate, like you're, in, you're, in, you're not in Cope Bridge, you're like outside, just out a wee bit. Mm, I can't remember. I went to a one in there, my mate used to, it was my mate's fucking, can't I remember my, my mate's name when he DJ'd, supported like uh, Mario Picotto and uh, stuff like that, uh, he was in at the Archies, like he used to DJ yeah. at the Archies. Done the Archies a lot of times. Uh-huh. What, I loved Brilliant. the Archies, mate. I, mate, I loved it, and there, my mate's uh, brother, was on the door. Right. There was one night I was at the bar and we were like fucking 16. We used to just get in, like, because yeah. like, my mate's brother, like, it was before they had the, the licenses on their arms, you know what I mean? They could just hire you to stand on the door. Aye. And I waited at the bar. Oh, fuck. Oh, and man. they were like, get him out get here. Him but out. then the security were like, no, he's all right, he's all Aye. right. I loved Archie's. I loved that. Archie's was mental, man. So that's place in Cope Bridge, mate. Aye. I can't, mate. Do you know what? I've done loads, I've done a few places in Cope Bridge, but see now, see my memory. I think I'm seriously, seriously, seriously in early stages of Alzheimer's and I'm no kidding on. I can't remember fucking anything. So you just 300 comedy gigs, mate. It's, there's only so much information that can go into your mind, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're busy. I'm the same, mate. I don't I'm, know what it is, man. It's just like I've got a brilliant memory, see, for, for like back in the day. Pure vivid. I can remember things, like everything about it. But as the years are going on, I'm starting to forget people and all that. You know what I mean? People yeah. say talk say stories and the like, you were there not that and i'm like was it well like, i it was you that said this and you said that and i'm like i can't remember Aye, my memory's fucking bad man i've been getting a wee bit worried about it honestly anyway a wee bit punch but um what was that this place in coat bridge <laughs> sorry man and, um, my mate, i did it all the time phone the fucking nhs 24 for him man aye, i know like, get a gp appointment don't cut my podcast <laughs> it was, uh, aye so my mate fucking did this he was like a he was a dj but what he used to do was his amc so he would like days mixes he had like a a soundproof loft and we used to go up and sit and smoke hash and he would sit and fucking these decks all night. That was the life, man. But he would record it on mm-hmm. his Mac and then he would take it down. It wasn't like live DJing. He would right. be like emceeing. Yeah, he had right. the tap of uh, his I... mixes. Yeah. And, um, mate, there was a guy with a Bergos and I bought a Bucky in the middle of the nightclub and I was like, ah, like what the <laughs> fuck? In the middle of Coat Bridge, literally like pure, we were all done up, like going out uh, town after it and mm-hmm. there was a guy in the middle of the fucking pure pulled a bottle of wine out and had a swig of the bottle of wine. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But aye, mate, that's, that's amazing that you went fucking down south and did all the big aye, graves. Mate, that, man. I, it was, it was fucking brilliant to be honest with you. Like, I always loved, it was hardcore, happy hardcore. 
after like rap and that, when I got this big box of records, I pure fell in love with hardcore because a lot of the samples used in it were took for like hip hop tracks. And then I don't know, it just sounded pure magic to me. Mm-hmm. And then because of like the kind of scratching thing for like hip hop, that's all I really wanted to do. I didn't know about mixing, I didn't know about any of that. I just loved the sound of scratching and I wanted to do that. So I kinda took that into like hardcore and then I started listening to DJs like Sai and Brisk and all these ones who I would just listen to them every day and I would just picture myself like being them or like just being on the stage. And it's when I start I started got to Archaos Unders. And yes. that's what changed it. That's when I when I went there, I was like eleven or something. Eleven or twelve and it was fucking bonkers. It was mental. Archaos Unders was fucking mental. And still to this day, some of the best times and raves I've had. I've raved all the world, I've DJed a lot of places and still to this day when I think back as a wee guy, just everything about it, just the smoke, the tunes, all the different gangs and all that, just the, it was just gallus as fuck. It was mental. It was mental, but I stood and I watched up at the DJ at the time, it was Dario, and I just never took my eyes off him, I want to do that, I want to do that, and then fucking four years later I was doing it. I was standing up there and that was me. Visualisation, mate. I, 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 think it, I think it was like, I think I was, see like the law of attraction and manifesting, but I didn't know I was, I didn't know I was doing it at the time. Only until years and years later, when I've read books now, and I thought, fuck, I, I was doing that when I was a wee guy and I had no idea what I was doing. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. pure manifesting it on. It all started to just fall into place, man. But I was, I emceed as well. So I think I was always kind of used to it before getting into stand up. I was kind of used to the stage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I just wish that before I DJ, doesn't matter who, how many people are there or if I'm MCing, I don't get nervous at all, right? I don't. I just don't. But when I'm doing stand up, I'm a fucking a pure bag of shit, a bag of nerves. Mm-hmm. It's fucking frightening how bad my anxiety gets before a gig. Yeah. You, you'll probably be the same. I know a lot of comedians are, but it's fucking mental. I don't know exactly yeah. where you are. <clears throat> I get nervous before it. Aye. Uh, but when I'm on a stage, I'm all right. Aye, you're sound. Same. Aye. I'm okay. I enjoy it. I go through similar things, you know, yeah. you say you picture mm-hmm. um, things in your head. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a wee... I, f- I don't even know how it happened, but... <sighs> Years ago, I was just like, you know, when you first start doing stand-up, you get nervous like a month before it. Aye. And then it's three weeks, then it's two weeks, and then you get nervous like an hour before it. So I do this wee technique before I go onto a stage. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If I can't get a moment to be by myself, then I struggle. Right. But see if I find a moment to breathe yeah. and sit with my eyes shut. Mm-hmm. I just think every single person in this room is my best mate. Uh, and I love them. Mm-hmm. And they love me. Right. And they're all here for a good time. Uh, and they all want to laugh. Mm-hmm. Why should I feel nervous in front of all my mates? Uh, That's every single gig. Uh, and I know it sounds like probably a wee bit hippie-ish or whatever. No, but not at all, mate. That's this is the same similar stuff I do. Yeah. I kind of visualise myself like buzzing after it and just everybody laughing and everybody smiling and clapping and all that. Yeah. I do that. Like, just what you said there, like, about getting nervous like two weeks before or that. When I started 
the gigs were sporadic. Yeah. It was like one gig maybe a month for me, and then I would be fucking shiting it for a whole month. A whole month I with my day. Like every time I literally thought about the gig, I would get a mad sharp hang in my stomach, like, oh, you know what I mean? Do you ever mm-hmm. get that with shit? Like, you think about something and your stomach just turns. That's what I used to get. But now, it's like, I'll have whatever gigs I'm doing that week and I'll know be nervous until I'm in the venue and just about to go on. So yeah. it, does, it does reduce, but sometimes before it, I'm like, fuck it, I don't know. I just sometimes wish it would fuck off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, Paul used to be in a band. Aye. So, aye, mate. I played in a band for 10 years. What band was it? Um, <laughs> not that you would know, but uh, we're called Ampersand, which is like right. that ensign. Class. So we ensign. And uh, we did all right, man. Aye. We did all right, aye. Wait, did you get it. nervous and shit before you Of course. Aye. Of course. Like, yeah. I remember talking to somebody that was <clears throat> was actually going to like come in and say, like, you want that? Aye. Like, I remember talking to a guy, huge, like, massive band. Yeah. And um, I was like, to him, oh, you get nervous before gigs and he was like well i get excited i I was like "Ah, right and he was like oh i went and seen a psychologist and he said to me like adrenaline gets released in the body when you're nervous and when you're excited so maybe you're misinterpreting the signals in your body but also the guy said to him that's fuel Mm -hmm. you need that to get up there if you don't feel that and so he said to him you might be excited so that's sports psychologist we we spoke to killian about that or was that on a different podcast in the room where Killian said he spoke to a psychologist about his nerves before the game and he was like maybe you're excited aye. and he was like ah, aye, maybe maybe I'm so start instead of saying I'm anxious so you um, said aye, my anxiety aye. start saying this is this is excitement this aye. is starting to build mm-hmm. that was one thing he said the second thing was if you didn't care aye you wouldn't feel that you wouldn't feel that so it aye. shows you that you care and aye. if it's true that you care mm-hmm. about um being on stage and wanting it to go well then you can't get rid of it Aye. it won't go anywhere so actually what causes quite a lot of sort of internal um struggle is this i want rid of this Aye. how do i get rid of this and see if you can just go do you know what i, I fucking need this this is my fuel Aye. and i'm excited you get comfortable with being uncomfortable exactly it? mate it's yeah it's like you're you're being exposed to things that you know it's taking yourself out your comfort zone oh, you know what i mean like somebody was like Oh, see, just before I jumped to that plane to go parachuting, like I was, I was shitting myself. But uh, I don't want that. You'd be like, <laughs> really? <laughs> no, mate. I want to be shitting myself. I'm jumping out of fucking plane. I want to make sure that I stay alive. But no, that, that's it, mate. Like, um, I, I, I never really got performance anxiety, like you're you're talking yeah, about. Mm-hmm. I get, I would get, I'd be shaking before I'd go right. on stage. But I'd, I'd use it. Aye. I'd fucking go in there and Aye. I would just get everything. I'd use that fuel mm-hmm. and then come off stage and I'd be like, whoa, man. Aye. No, the, the, after it, the fucking, the buzz after it is just unreal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just like pure, that's my, like, that's my drug now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that, you just feel it. I don't know, man. It's just, you can't really describe it, but once you go and do a good gig and you feel good after it and you know, everybody's enjoyed it and you can see it in their faces and then after the gig people come up to you and say that was really good that was brilliant you just feel i don't know it's like it's definitely chasing a buzz yeah uh, i tweeted that the other night actually after it it's the best uh, drug no, in the is, world and plus the nights that i try to run like i've been in this game for so long now that some green rooms can be fucking horrendous some comedians are just awful uh, awful bastards and I'm trying to create something with a funny bunch that I'm getting people. I'm like Ange Postacoglu, mate. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm like, I want good people. I want good people. Obviously, Aye. you need to be funny. Aye. But you, if you're a cunt, you're not getting a gig for me. Aye. I don't care if you're funny. funny fuck, if you're Aye. a bad person, you're Aye. not getting on a stage with me. That's it. So the green room, it needs to be a place where you can go and just feel comfortable. Yeah. And it's sound people. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Com- camaraderie. Aye, aye. Because I know what you mean. Like there, there can be times where you go into green rooms and I don't know, there's sometimes a wee bit of a bad vibe and it can, yeah. can fuck your night up. Do it you know can I mean? fuck the night up, mate. And that's why I'm just trying to book 
good people. Uh, That's why I got you on for the second you, time. Thank I think you. like actually seeing like guys like you, Brian, Sean, uh, um, Kyle, these are trying to support each other. Uh, I don't know if that's been the case in years gone by. The sort of Glasgow, I don't know. I, I'm absolutely not mate. ignorant to that, but it sounds when I talk to, I speak to a lot of comedians coming in and out of here and they're always the same sort of like, oh, it used to be fucking horrible, like horrible atmospheres. People would try and intimidate you and that, uh, but you are try to really support each other, try aye. and like create a scene. Uh, it's nice to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I learned a lot <clears throat> coming into this scene through, like, through the hardcore scene, the rave scene, the music scene, because it's no much different. At the end of the day, people are just people. Doesn't matter what it is they're into. People are the same sort of people. And I learned that in that scene that there was a lot of sound people, there's a lot of fannies, yeah. a lot of people you don't want to work with. And it's it's the same everywhere. Do you know what I mean? But I think it is a good thing, like, when you're running a night, you have a good wee green room and just yes. sound people in there, 100%. Just a shout out to some of the acts. Kate Hammer from Canada. She's brilliant, man. Yes, good uh, Brian Kavanagh. Also brilliant. Um, and then Mikey, obviously. And the amazing Gary Folds. Brilliant. The class night, man. It really was. And it, it was funny because I was in room two. We were talking about that. Like, that's a place I DJ'd in a lot when it was sick called 69 below. below. Aye. And are we allowed to talk about drugs? On of course we are. Are we talking about taking drugs? Ah, here he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> no. Get your fart box out. Get an AK up your fart box right now. <laughs> no, see the thing is, right? What I'm saying is, is I knew that 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 venue had opened back up. I think um, at lockdown they were doing the immersive TV thing and all that, and it looked brilliant. And it looked with the visuals and all that. And I'm like, I wonder if they've changed that place about. And and when I walked in, it's just the same. It looks Hi. nicer, but it's just the same layout. And I was just like, fucking. And as a wee flashbacks were running through my head, I just been in there and just been fucking mad with it. DJing, but fucking falling about. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. literally falling about and just falling asleep and all that and fucking yeah. just being fucked up yeah. in that place. And it was good to stand on the stage and do something different, like and comedy. Be, be sober. Because you said, oh, I know it's cheesy and I say it as well. You say comedy is your new drug. You, you are sober now, aren't you? Aye, mate. Two years and five months or six months. And uh, it 100% is, like, it's, as I said, like, through my life since I was a wee guy, I was always just raving at house parties, just own benders, then it would spill into the during the week stuff and all that, and I was, man, you don't realise you've got a fucking problem, you just think it's normal, and then hundreds of shit in your life happens, and then what happened to me is I just hit a brick wall, and then... I tried to go sober a few times and I would always like, fall back and just end up mad with it and just mental always the last one out just fucking if everybody went home I would stay up and I'd try and find somewhere else to go even if it was fucking cunt sitting in a, a gaff at the other side of the city I maybe knew one of them a wee bit I would go and I would party with them and then they'd fucking and I'd, honestly it was wild man but I just knew that I couldn't date anymore do you know what I mean? I just knew, I've got a wee lassie, obviously I started kind of losing some of my family members and all that and uh, I, for then, I've just, I've not touched anything and I'm, I'm feeling a lot better, feeling good and I want to continue. I just, I've got a mad mental block there that just won't allow me to drink again. Do you know you what I mean? it's been two years? Two and, two and a half years. Two and a half years. Congratulations. Aye. Cheers mate. Cheers. Appreciate well done. it. It's better. It's fucking everything in life is just better when you're sober. Yeah. Because you're just point. You're just for a young age, you get caught in that trap. And I had some of the best fucking times in my life, but you can't continue to do that and think it's all right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because you're just fucking, you just spiral. I will not talk how to moderate, are we? No. Like, I'm, well, I wouldn't class myself as an alcoholic or, a, or, a, or having suffered for any sort of form of drug addiction. Aye. But I 100% burnt out with it. Aye. It's like, Mel, 
burnout, like sesh burnout, than uh, like actually like mm-hmm. I'm an addict and I need to go to a group mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's just like I need to sort my fucking life out here, uh, man. Like every time I'm I'm waking up every Monday morning and my fucking life's on fire because uh, I've just spent Friday, Saturday, Sunday getting absolutely fucked out my nut. Aye, uh, that was like me, man. It started affecting my jobs and all that. I would be tripping. I'd be fucking tripping on a Monday. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes still got fucking full acid and all that. And I'd be sitting in, in front of a computer screen that was probably about that size, but it looked that size. Then it was going up and doing then the managers are looking at you and their faces are melting and all that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not. It's no, but That's probably just, why I think you were younger than me, mate, because uh, you're sober. Old fucking uh, Mickey Blue Eyes there, <laughs> there man. <laughs> think, uh, do you want to know what I know, man? I think that like, I even look even younger if I shave this off, mate. Aye. I just can't, I just, I can't part with the beard now. It's just there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've fucking, I've no got a chin at all. If I have, <laughs> mate. Have you seen that picture of the mad woman, like, folding the dish towels? The mad, uh-huh. That's like me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and I never knew until I started seeing, and it, right, I never fucking knew until I went to, uh, what's that shop, River Island one day, and now they've got all the mirrors, I'm like, is that the way I fucking look? <laughs> you know I mean? Seeing yourself in another always, angle for I, the first time. Always, I, I, sometimes I just go in there, just like, once a month or something, just to see myself at different angles. Amazing. Do you know what I mean? Amazing. But yeah. I, so you're talking about that man, that one type. Can you I, see a pure chin? Aye, man. I'd have, well, I've got, I've got, I've got an alright chin, but thing me, I've, I had a big beard. Uh, don't know if. Yeah, I've never even my, my beard I, was I, bigger. Longer, and um, there was, it was maybe doing it about there, yeah. and I met one of my mates. So like one of one of my my uh, partner's friends lives in LA, right. and she came here for like, hug me, knee. and she'd never met me before, and all that, and like meet her. And the next day, my partner was like, she said, she's got a really strong jaw. And I was like, it's my beard. <laughs> <Fucking> beard. <laughs> it's not my fucking jaw. Aye. Like, my beard's coming down to my fucking Aye. chest. Like, Aye. I don't have a big desperate Dan fucking Aye. chin. Honestly, man, my confidence is through the roof with this beard. Because it just makes me fucking look like I've got a chin. Yeah. You have got a good beard. Do you Jeez, never mate. thought about doing the full beard? No, what the I go think, well, the thing is, up until about five or six years ago, I'm pure baby-faced. And I, I never ever thought I'd be able to fucking grow a moustache or a beard. I remember just sitting on my bed one night and uh, kind of lights were dimmed a wee bit and I was looking into the mirror and I just saw this kind of wee shadow and it looked like I had a moustache in the mirror. I'm like, oh, that's a moustache. And I was pure like, ah, and then I went and then I kind of drew on it a wee bit <laughs> and I'm like, ah, fucking suit a moustache. And then I... Uh, I went through the pure bum fluff stage and then that's when I was talking about my moustache, pure taking over my life. Just a tash. And I enjoyed it. And then I started seeing myself in pictures and all that for the side and I'm like, I need to try and grow this. And I never ever thought it would come through, but it did. But this at the side is pish. I don't know what's happening. It's just wee bits here and wee bits there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. If it grows it a wee bit, it looks as if fucking some country stuck a couple of pubes on my face. I have just noticed that there. He's not got any wrinkles. Fucking cunt's a vampire, man. Me? Aye. Who else? <laughs> Whoa. Are you see, that, that, they, they make up for it. Can you see them? Aye. Oh, get them, man. Fuck's sake. I used to go into my pal's house and lie on the deck and do that. I used to take lines <laughs> off my head. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about drugs and come downs and oh, being aye. sober and stuff we need to talk about some come downs paul i mean if he's been a dj he i bet you he's got some amazing think, come down stories about if, because we're at 50 minutes i was thinking about what if we asked mikey to stay for half an hour and we could tell some gaff stories for patreon because these cunts are listening and they're no pain so let's not give away the uh, best shit don't call them cunts the babies that are listening now, they're, they're no pain. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> don't know if you bought for that, Mikey. Mm-hmm. I've, I've definitely got a couple. Of, right, couple we've got a couple. We'll keep that Let's, for the. We'll, we'll talk about come downs. Aye. For the patron. Aye, we can. No, we can talk about the gaffs, some of the mental shit that's went on. Aye. And gaffs for Patreon, but we can talk about come downs for the last like 10, 15 minutes. Or right, so we've got about 10, 15 minutes left. Um, when was the last time you took an Eki? Uh, what was your rock bottom moment with Ekis and you're like, nah, I'm done with us? Um, 
no bragging here, right, but and you're probably the same, but I've took probably millions of Ekis through the gears, like, like there was just millions, there was bags in them, would hit each other with them and hussies, do you know what I mean, like, two pound Ekis and the tenor ones, and the last Eki I took was just before I went sober, and it wasn't because, I, I fucking love Ekis, yeah. do you know what I mean? I, 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 I love some honesty in the podcast I listen like don't take them if you're young right but <laughs> if you go to Amsterdam or places like that it's like it's it's um the MDMA that are in them is it's, uh, they're strong they're strong as fuck like they they take your face off imagine him at a school then I talk <laughs> listen don't take ekis right they fucking no they like, take your face off you ever seen that they Chappelle? turn your face upside down Chappelle show aye where he's pure the mad crack guy <laughs> you're telling them how to freebase <laughs> all the means are taking aye. notes no listen like get a tenor ekis they take aye. your face off aye, aye like, they do they do but if you go to somewhere like Amsterdam it's like what's the word like regulated 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 controlled. Like, you, it's controlled like it's so much safer than boozing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Aye, it aye. really is. Like you can go into like these raves there in Amsterdam and they've got test kits in the toilets. So if you put one of the Ekis in, it tests it and it tells you how much MDMA is in it. If if there's any bad stuff in it, not to take it or no. Do you know what I mean? So ah, my relationship with Ekis was always good. The come downs but were fucking horrendous. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Like when it goes into the Monday, well, the Monday, I would probably usually sometimes still stay out. Going into the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you would start boozing on the Thursday again. But the two days, the shit that goes through your head, you're like, "What am I doing? I hate myself. What am I? Who am I? You know what I mean? Like it's it was fucking. You need dopamine left, man. No, it's you've hard left. to they, describe. They fucking life out of you, mate. Yeah, you spend it all that night. That's why you're Aye. you're euphoric and. Yeah. You're spending all of the fucking good hormones Aye. and then for a few days after it. Aye. But see, like what you were saying there about um, if you go to Amsterdam, or like, see, like Aye. once a year, yeah. if you go and you'd, and Aye. I would see now, I think I'd be too scared. I, I mean, this, like, honestly, I think I'd be too scared to take an Eki. No, I'm choking for an Eki, I know. Aye, but I'd be choking for like a fucking 2003 love heart. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And or like something Aye. like that. See, like some they of the. They were brilliant. Aye, mate, see them, man. they were love hearts, <clears> they were class. They were up there with the best of them. Aye. Ghosts. Ghosts. Did you, ever have, did you ever have a Smurf? Smurfs? Um, I, th I think I did. Aye. Aye. They were brilliant, man. I remember I went, I was doing it at a rave in Birmingham. Air Birmingham. This venue was fucking, like a proper super club. They used to have all the hardcore till I die in there, God's Kitchens and all that. Sound system completely just fucking blew your nipples off. Like, it was amazing. You felt it. It was fucking brilliant. And in there, uh, that's that's what it was at the time. It was Scousers jumping about Smurfs, lad. Proper, very Smurf. Uh, they call them Garys, Garys, Gary Ablets. That's what they call them. Oh, really? Yeah, Gary Ablets. Scouse people, brilliant. that's what they call Gone Any, any Garys, lad. He's full of Garys. That's what they say for an Eki, a Gary. Amazing. Uh, and they call they call gear Beak, bit of Mozambique. Right. Bit of bugle, <laughs> bit of bugle. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, the the the, the Ekis then were, were smurfs, and I swear to God, man, I took about ten of them, and I was out my mind. Right, <laughs> At, there was this fucking table, a massage table, where you could go, and there was these like, nice little lassies, and they would give you a massage. But I lay in this table, and I put my face through it, and I was fucking out the game, like the worst Eki face you could ever see. My pal, <laughs> my pal took my pal under the table and took a picture. <laughs> but I swear to God, I had that belter and Eki face, and I was getting a heavy belter of a massage. So I was pure like that, like, fuck it, I can't even <laughs> do this. I'm not even going to, in fact, I'll, no, I can't do it. But I, 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 I'll try, try it. I'll try it. I was something like, like my eyes were at the back of my head, and my eyes were white, <laughs> right? And my mouth was open, and I was like that. <laughs> That was probably a shite impression, but but they were they were they were good Ekis, man. Heavy Undertaker. Aye. And at the end of the massage, man, I was <clears> like <throat> to the woman, How much is that? And she's like, Well, what do you think it was worth? Did you enjoy it? Was it a good massage? I was like, Aye. She's like, What do you think it's worth? I was like, 
a score will give you a score, so I gave her a score. It was worth more than a score, but I don't know why I'm talking about Misagi, Snake Heath here. No, <laughs> here I asked you. I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, do you, you, were you a smoker? As in weed? No, like fags when you were out or whatever. Aye, aye. You ever, like, because I was just going to say, oh. like, I've never had a massage on Eckies, but I've had a fucking cigarette. Right. And it's like fucking you're like that. Aye. <sighs> now, what I'm going like, to say here is, there was nothing, nothing better, right, than smoking a fucking fag in the middle of a rave on Eckies. That's so good, man. Right? Because this is before the smoke ban. And, uh, Southport, Pontins, Hardcore Heaven it was, a full weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, full rave, mental, every fucking chalet in the complex is just ravers, so it's like a wee village full of fucking ecky monsters for four days, but see, in the rave, you cut a bit and somebody's got a fag or something like that, you see, <laughs> <sighs> I swear to God, man, what a buzz, Aye, man. what a fucking buzz, so good, man. I was going to say, like, obviously when you get your, I need to shoehorn this in, right? Uh, you know, you take drugs for the weekend. By the way, I'm seven years sober. Yeah. He's sober. Paul's sober a therapist. Well. No saying take drugs. Or yes. We had, I had a good time. But what I found quite funny is some of the munching that you would do when oh. you had to come down. Right. So you wouldn't eat for like two days and then you'd get your appetite back. Uh -huh. So what is the weirdest kind of munch that you've had while having... I come down because right. when I had a come down and Aye. I still lived with my mom and my mm -hmm. dad, my mom would walk in the room Aye. and she's like, Darn, we're going to get a takeaway. What do you want? And I'd be like, ah, Rice. Aye, rice. <laughs> See, bowl of rice <laughs> <laughs> with salt, hunters of salt. <laughs> Do you want any juice with that? Salt. <laughs> like, you know, have you seen Men in Black with the cunts like that? Sugar and water. Sugar and water. I was like that. Sugar and water, mum. <laughs> uh, no, I get that. And it's like, um, when I, I used to always get this thing after taking Eckies and it was just like, you've been like that for fucking a whole weekend. Like that, what's happening? Up here, eating your teeth, fucking chewing your gums, fucking eating your eyebrows. So your mouth is fucked, right? And it goes. I used to get this mad, fucking minging thing on the roof of my mouth, and it just felt weird as fuck. But I was starving because I'd not eaten like three or four days. So I would always like get a pizza, chips, kebab, a wee bit of everything, and I would touch a wee bit, and I, I can't eat that, I can't eat that, I can't eat that. But one of the most mental weirdest things was. And uh, it was me and my pal Sean, right? Me and my pal Sean were a bit, we were like psychonauts, right? We took a lot of psychedelics together, went mad journeys together, on ketamine, fucking DMT, mushrooms, eckies, all that shit. And we were in his, and it got to like a fucking Monday night or something probably. We had no money. Two of us were fucking dying into his cupboard, and I think the fucking leg had cut out and all that. And the twos were minging <laughs> bastards, right? I swear to God, but we're, we're always just having a laugh. It was always just pure. But he, this is, I turned around and he had a fucking bowl, a ravioli, cold ravioli <laughs> with tuna <laughs> in it, right? Oh, right? And he was like, and he was eating it, right? And I'm like, ah, do you know what? I was like, that actually looks all right. And I tried it and the twos were sitting eating it and he, he had headphones fucking plugged into a bit of ravioli and all that. Like fucking, you know, sitting with just twos just sitting with pants on, just fucking eating a bowl of fucking, I hate ravioli. Ravioli is the weirdest fucking thing. It's like a wee mince pillow. It's like a wee cushion with yes, mince in it. I love it. What the fuck? Do you but, love ravioli? Aye, but like proper ravioli, no. Aye, like, I no, did like. This was Heinz. Aye, this is like, aye, exactly. I was probably no even Heinz. I, probably. I did like that. Aye. I did like the wee red square right, ravioli. Aye, that's the kind of thing that my mom made me for dinner aye, and I wanted too. to kill her. But I like proper <laughs> ravioli now, do aye, you know what I mean? Like, aye. One time I was at aye, a gaff. In a restaurant. One time I was at a gaff and we'd been out a Friday and we had went back to this guy's flat and uh, I won't mention his name just because he's just in case. He's like, fucking don't tell cunts. And we'd been there the Saturday night into the Sunday and it would be one of the ones where you're up and you're like, what time does the fucking office open that? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, both days. But by the time we got to the Sunday night, we were so poor. Uh, like, at this point, you're like 20 at uni. Mm -hmm. 
this this gaff is fucking stinking. I helped him move it, and we moved the fridge, and Bafy is projectile vomited oh. at the smell. It just it just was so. Fucking... I've never smelled anything like it. It was like somebody died. Mm-hmm. Something had died behind this fucking oh fridge, right? God. So this flat was disgusting. And we ate dried super noodles. Oh, fuck. See, like a pack of super noodles. He People went actually in. eat them like that, but... He, well, did he? Well, he went in it. and he cracked them in half, right. got the seasoning, sprinkled it out of the tap and handed it to me, like, like a fucking, just in my <laughs> horn. And we sat and we munched dried super noodles. That's got to be the weirdest Be munch. honest, was it nice? It was fucking all right, aye. It done the trick. Aye, it was all right. Do you know you were saying you better, you don't want to name the guy because you'll you know, am I having a stroke? What the fuck's happening here? <laughs> I've noticed with a podcast, by the way, we're getting more popular with this podcast, mate. I went for a call dip the other night and a guy, a random guy came in and was like, ah, I watch a podcast. I'm walking down the street and people are like, ah, podcast. They're going to go back and they'll be like, oh, you named this cunt and that cunt. <laughs> I, <laughs> mate, <laughs> even the Bon Accord, I was in the Bon Accord getting a soda water and the guy behind the bar was like, ah, oh, you, you cunt. Because sometimes we talk about the, the, the Bon Accord. Accord. So there we go. So is that, that's an hour? That's an hour up, man. Right. I'm looking forward to this Patreon episode. We do some extra Patreon content. If you'd like to sign up and support and help us with the Patreon, it's £5 a month. You can sign up for however long you want to sign up for. We've got a lovely wee community on that with extra content. We do an extra podcast a week. Mikey's going to help us out with that, if that's yeah. okay, mate. Um, also... We are doing a gig soon together, aren't yes. we? Laugh in the park. Yeah. Aye, it's it's sold out. So sorry, guys, but it's a fucking belter of a gig. At the Queen's Park Queen's Bandstand? Queen's Park Bandstand, proper. Outdoor. I know people always say, don't do outdoor comedy, but that's just works, mate. Yeah. For the past two years, it's been a fucking cracking day. Is it day. sold out? Sold out already. Is there any guesties? Aye, I'll get you a guest, mate. Oh, is it you that's running uh, it? I mean, I'll twisted. Oh, so he's been always been like my agent through the DJ and stuff and my pal as well. But uh aye, me and him, he's Al's amazing at running events. He runs events all the fucking world, like like big proper DJ, uh like raves and stuff like that, like an Ibiza and all that stuff. So it's it's always good to date with Al because he knows what he's doing. But anyway, it's it's gonna be class. You're gonna love it. Last two years have been five hundred people. It was capped because of sort of restrictions, but this year it's eight hundred. Wow. And a proper bandstand, big screen. It's class, honestly, mate. It's fucking someday out and it's growing every year. And eventually, well, it's, well, it's like turning into a proper wee festival. So every year we've got to keep doing it. And when each, is it? Uh, 15th of July. So just like before the fringe and that. Um, and I, it's uh, it's definitely, it's, it's, gonna, it's getting bigger every year. Every year we're adding extra wee bits. But aye, you're gonna love it. Mate, you're a fucking legend. Thank you very Thank much you. for asking me to do it. For people that are listening to the podcast, how can they get you online? Get his own Mikey Motion uh, Facebook, Mikey Motion on Instagram, uh, Mikey Motion on YouTube. If you want to follow my, my normal page, that's Mikey Collins on Facebook. That's where I just post a lot of stuff on there day to day, we jokes and Shit like that. Uh, also, can I plug a wee something here? Of course, that mate. Right? That's why you're here. Um, I've got my friend's show again this year. Um, it's called, by the way, I'm Sober Now, Okay. Same show I've done last year with just all new stuff in it, like a, an extra 30 minutes and an extra year's worth of experience on tap it. So it's at Boteco do Brazil every Saturday in August, half eight. Come, it's a brilliant wee venue. Get your dinner, come down. And see some comedy. Absolutely yes. amazing, mate. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure. Flew in. I felt as if I'd never spoke about it. I thought you. I it. thought when you said flew in, I thought you were talking about a fucking helicopter. <laughs> no, <laughs> flew in to do your podcast. Uh, I just flew in here. Like Rogan. Just, uh, uh, no, it's, it's, it's been class. It uh, did fly in, mate. It did fly in. Thank you for coming on, Paul. No Thank problem, you for your Paul. help. Thanks for having us. I love you to the I moon and back. Bro. I love you to the moon and back, baby. Nine days a week. Nine days a week, baby. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes. Well, can I do a, be- a belly dance Aye. before I go? Can I just like, stand up? And... No, I'm self-conscious about my belly, but here's a belly dance. You want to stand in front of here? The camera? <laughs>
<laughs> Can I tell you something quickly just aye, before aye. we go? So, belly dancing. Uh, I don't know what it is. Like, I used to date and I was a wee guy. Like, just do that thing. And it's funnier when you've got a fat belly. But I, up, I, I done it one night. I was just lying in my bed and I uploaded a video with me belly dancing like that, right? And I put it up. I was just barely done. I'm not as good as I used to be at it, right? But I done that and I uploaded it to Instagram. I tagged belly dancing and this belly dancing page with like fucking three million like followers commented <laughs> on it saying excellent belly dancing skills. So that pure fucking made my year. Humble brag there. Aye, sorry, mate. No, that's sorry. cool. Are you on a permal, you cunt? I think so, mate. <laughs> no, I, I definitely am. My head's... I'm a, I'm a definitely trippy mick, people used to call me. <laughs> trippy mick. Well, that is, I'm very jealous. <laughs> you want to do a dab? Uh, I've done a dab for the <laughs> fucking acid <laughs> before I came in. A spoonful of acid. Oh, I just slabbered out of the mic there. Right, spoonful of acid makes the medicine go down. <laughs> See?